Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What is nothing? Now that's deep. What in the fuck are we doing here? That's deep, bro. Hey, welcome to That's Deep, Bro. Serious questions with silly people. I am uh, I'm Christina Pajitsky, but you know what, bros, I'm super sick of that last name. I think I'm gonna have to like Louis C.K. and I'm gonna go by Christina P. from now on. I think I'm serious. I'm I'm serious. I think I'm just gonna start doing it because it's such a hassle having a shitty last name. Um, and I know you guys are like, oh, why don't you make it Zagora? You're married to Tom Zagora. Well, well, voices in my head that judge. Uh, my my actual legal last name is Segura, but you know my husband and I are not like the same act, and um, people start linking the two of us together, and that's that's kind of a shit smear on his career. Let's put it that way. I don't, we don't want to be, and also we're not like you know Ben Stiller's parents. I don't know their names. Don't they have some comedy? We're not like Burns and Allen. You know, you know, we're two different people, guys. Come on, I'm my own person. Um, so yeah, I'm back, and I um, I recorded a great episode last week. Uh, <laughs> it was super awesome, and then I realized um, afterwards that Sound Studio didn't record it properly, and it had skipping in it. So I I lost this great episode. At least in my mind, it was fantastic. I was sitting here really going on and on about some deep shit, um, but I'll redo it eventually. In the meantime, I have this episode about hypnosis. Um, as you know, I, I recently pumped out a baby from my vagine. It was uh, pretty pretty crazy. I actually was told for the longest time that I, I was going to have a C-section, so I never planned on having a normal birth, <laughs> a normal meaning vaginal, and I never planned for it. I didn't take a single class I I watched some YouTube videos about birthing and I would just cry um watching them cuz it's it looks horrible just horrible and I was never a woman who wanted like a natural experience I really don't care I was like could you give me the uh the mad men version just knock me out put me down and then wake me up with a baby in my arms I didn't I didn't want to experience birth and I was kind of glad that they told me I didn't have to uh, but then lo and behold, I was actually able to do birth. They told me like in two weeks before I was due and I panicked because I hadn't taken a single class. And I remembered my, this wonderful woman named Rita Black, uh, who is a hypnotherapist. And I had heard about this hippy dippy new agey thing called hypnobirthing. And I thought that's kind of up my alley because it's, it's all cerebral. I don't actually have to do anything, but lay down and have this wonderful woman put suggestions into my unconscious mind. And uh, and I did it. I, I went to Rita Black and I did hypnobirthing. And it really actually helped because, of course, on the day of my C-section, the day it was scheduled to happen, I went into labor. At 2 in the morning on December 14th, I went into labor. And not just, it wasn't normal. It wasn't like, like I, I read about labor and they're like, yeah, your, your first contractions can last for hours. You can go see a movie when you start labor. You can play Scrabble with your husband and talk through contractions. No, no, no. My contractions started five minutes apart. So it it happened very quickly, and I was very thankful to have uh, visited Rita and taken her hypnobirthing in a class. She she sees you one-on-one. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to do an episode on hypnosis and hypnotherapy? Because... It's something that I have believed in for the last 10 years. I quit smoking with hypnotherapy, visiting Rita Black, this woman 
who will be on the show shortly. Um, it's been it's been almost ten years since I've smoked a single cigarette because of hypnotherapy, and I loved smoking. I mean, I was really good at it. I smoked for seventeen years. I started when I was thirteen years old, and I didn't quit until I was thirty, and I loved it. I mean, even to this day, I I love cigarettes. I love the way they smell. I I think they they look cool. You do look cool when you smoke. I don't know when people are like, it looks lame. It doesn't. Um, they keep you thin cigarettes. They're a great time killer. Um, unfortunately they kill you, which is why I had to stop because I figured, look, 17 years was enough time smoking. I should probably not continue in past 30. <laughs> um, so I stopped for my own damn good and I'm glad I did, but I had a really good time smoking for those many, many, many years that I did. And I also went to Rita for eating. I was overeating a lot on the road because uh, I was severely depressed living in hotel rooms um, and away from my husband and my life and my dogs. So I went to her for weight loss, and that's phenomenal too, man. I mean, she got me down to a normal weight. Like, it was a manageable weight. It was really, really cool. I can't wait to do it again after uh, I'm in the clear to lose this baby weight because I am a fucking moose right now. Uh, maybe, maybe it was that month of Carl's Jr. that put me over the edge. What do you think? Quite possibly. So yeah, um, what is hypnosis? Why does it get a bad rap? I feel like it's a lot of it is that showy, bullshitty, carnival-y hypnosis that you see on television or, or you see in comedy clubs. You know, did you know by the way that uh, the the hypnotist act is the biggest act at the comedy club? Yes, the hypnot the hypnotist the hypnotist sells out more than pretty much all the comedy acts that you go to. Uh, at a major comedy club. It's true because it's so entertaining. It's like, like remember your freshman year, your first year in college, and they had a hypno hypnotist come and you'd watch like all these people you didn't know get hypnotized. And, you, and then that's kind of how you, I made friends with people that were hypnotized because I thought they were so funny and cool and they barked like dogs in front of total strangers. So, um, so yeah, what is hypnosis? Can it help you? It, is it cheating? Is it the shortcut? Is it the easy way out? of dealing with stuff. I don't know. I'll tell you what though, when I was in labor, um, it did help me to have gone to see Rita and get some hypnobirthing, some of that hippy dippy shit in my, in the back of my mind. Cause it, it did help me focus and it's helped me lose weight and it's helped me, uh, stop smoking cigarettes. And I think it can help you do anything. That's the cool part about hypnosis is that whatever it is that you're dealing with, you, there's a suggestion for it. There's a hypnosis for it. Um, which is pretty crazy, right? The human mind is 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 very very powerful. It's so powerful. It, it dictates everything in your life. Your whole world is colored by how you think. So why not get in there and why not tool around and uh, and get get your noodle right? Because a lot of the stuff that we're on autopilot with isn't very healthy. And by us, I mean me. <laughs> a lot of the shit that I automatically think about myself probably not the healthiest of thoughts. So, you know, I got, I got, I, it, all the help I can get. I got to work on it from the outside in, guys. From the outside in. So, yeah, okay, let's do it. Uh, therapy, hypnotherapy. We'll do therapy some other time. I think hypnotherapy. Let's start there. And, um, yeah, and here's a clip. This is a, this is, I think, what most people think hypnosis is. Okay, this, it's horrible. Here you go. Hey, this is Mark Savard. This week's video. I promise you're going to love. Oh, yeah? It's a guy that I know named Stephen okay. who decided to volunteer one night. Wasn't sure if he could be hypnotized. Oh, my God. Can I just tell you, I don't know why all the people, the hypnotists, have to have corny, a corny look. This guy that's talking has the flavor saver goatee under the bottom lip and then like just a mound of pubic hair on his chin. So it, it, it looks like what my vagina did before I got pregnant. Like, just quaffed. The undercarriage is quaffed, but then I like to leave a little diamond just to show people that I'm not an infant. Okay, here we go. The, the funny, funny hypnosis. Here goes. He was hilarious. Yeah. And when I saw know someone on stage, it's so much more funny for me. Uh, I loved it. I think you're going to love it, too. Okay. You're going to realize each and every time I shake your hand, whenever our hands make contact like this, you instantly... 
Start speaking Chinese. You don't speak English anymore. Tell everybody your name. Stephen. Stephen. And what, uh, what do you do for a living, sir? All right. Excellent. Good. Good. Sounds. I've always wanted to do that myself, actually. And then. <laughs> and, uh, Stephen, who's from. Excellent. All right. I love that area. It's actually really funny to hear people speak fake Chinese. It's so fucking great. It's <laughs> so horrible. That's how every white person thinks Chinese people sound, right? <laughs> Come on, admit it. You do that too. You know you do. Don't act like you don't. You know when you go to a Chinese restaurant, you guys make fun of the Chinese people. Okay, maybe just me and my husband. All right, let's get Rita Black on the phone. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, okay. All right. Here she is. This is Rita Black, the woman that saved my life. Hello, Rita. Uh, hi, Christine. How are you? Good. I'm so glad uh, you're with me. So Rita Black, uh, I, I saw her, I don't know, 10 years ago to quit smoking. She is a clinical wow. hypnotherapist for 20 years. Uh, she herself, a former smoker. She had weight problems. And you can find her uh, at maketheshiftnow.com, Rita. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so how did, yeah. how did you get into all this stuff? How did you Well, I, as you said, I am a former smoker and weight struggler and just general messed up person in general. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And <laughs> hypnosis, I stopped smoking with hypnosis. So I smoked a pack and a half a day and I then, and I was, mistakenly trying to manage my weight with my smoking, which I could smoke a pack and a half of cigarettes and gain 40 pounds or lose 40 pounds. So it didn't really seem to help my, the smoking really didn't help my weight. <laughs> you just wanted so something I, in your mouth all the time. It I like. did. And yeah. I really like, I really thought I was orally fixated. And a lot of people who come to me really think that they're super orally fixated when they smoke or they have eating issues. And that's not necessarily true. It's just a habit, you know? And so um, a lot of what we perceive as we're a bad person and we're totally screwed up and messed up isn't true. It's just that the brain gets wired. And once it's wired, it's really, really super hard to unwire the brain from a conscious, you know, you can know everything there is about smoking, how horrible it is. I was in Berlin this summer and, um, that's hilarious. Have you, you've been to Europe and yeah. have you seen the packaging they use on cigarettes? Yeah. Like they have the skeletons yeah. and then the like horrible yeah. like lungs they show you. Yeah, it's pretty lungs. graphic. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. Real, they say yeah. this smoking, opening this package is going to kill you. Yeah. And you know, there's, they're selling cartons of cigarettes. And so obviously, rationally, intellectually knowing this does nothing. It in fact freaks you out more and makes you so stressed you want to smoke even more. So, um, so yeah, so I stopped smoking with hypnosis. I was super intrigued because it was easy. You know, I, it, after years of struggling and, and using patches and gums and, and just every stupid method out there, I stopped and it was easy. And, uh, and then I used hypnosis for my own weight management. And then I just became so fascinated with the mind. I was like, let me find out more about this. And I started helping others. So, uh, that has been, and I have never, ever in all the 20 years that I've been doing this gotten bored because it is super fascinating. Just every day I learn more about how the brain works. Well, and I'm sorry, you're not to crazy. cut you off. Yeah, no, like, no. How does it work? Because I, I just, I played a clip um, about, the, you know, these Vegas hypnotists, these club yeah. hypnotists, and they make people bark like dogs or yeah. speak Chinese. And like, so wh- how does this all work? And well, is that real, first of all, that yeah, stuff? Yeah, that's a super great question. So let me address, because a yeah. lot of my clients will ask me, like, are you, you know, like, how do they do that? Why? So a stage hypnotist is 
a really seasoned performer who is really good at doing hypnosis, but it's it's a special hybrid of hypnosis, right? So if you've ever been to a Vegas show, you'll, you know, what they'll typically do is they'll ask a bunch of people up on stage, right? They'll get 20 mm-hmm. people up on stage and then they'll do basic, um, a basic induction and they'll do the thing like raise your hand and see if you can raise your hand with a balloon or do some sort of thing. And they're watching everybody do that. And what they're really skilled at doing is seeing whether or not that person is one, a ham, or two. (laughs) Right, right, you're right. Yes, they have to want to be the center of attention. Like if they're they're up there and in, you know, like certain people get up on stage and they're so um, willing to uh, do that, that, you 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 know, they they know, you know, like comedians. Yeah, like you're so used to performing, right? And you know the people that you can probably, you know, um, insult in the audience and they're going to be cool and go with you because you've just done it so much, right? So these guys have done it so much. They just in a second know this is going to be a good candidate. Or the other person that they're looking for is somebody that is called synombolistic. And that means that they go into trance really fast, and they actually do go into trance. And there is a, a certain amount of the population that will do that. Now, you know, to do clinical hypnosis, which is what I do, like for smoking cessation and for weight management or for any sort of phobia or what have you, it, it really you don't have to go super deep. Like, you, sh- you know, people usually expect to come to my office and be put out and under and, you know, wake up and go, I smoked cigarettes? Right. <laughs> That's crazy. Right. Right. But it's not like that. You know, you hear everything that's being said to you, but we're really getting the brain to make a deep decision, right? But going back to the stage hypnosis, so um, they're doing, they'll, they'll, they'll watch the people, the 20 people, and then they'll weed out everybody who they think is going to be boring or isn't, you know, going to go into trance. And then they'll have maybe a group hmm. of five to 10 people up on there that are what they would call the performers. And then, and then as they start doing more of their um, you know, stuff like you, you know, you have your set as, as, as they get into their set, um, they'll see who's really the, you know, quote unquote star and, you know, start focusing on them, but on them. So that is one hybrid. And then, and they actually do have what you would call stage tricks of, you know, ways of getting people into weird mind states where they will, um, have a hallucination. It's called positive hallucination where they see stuff or negative hallucination where they don't see stuff like um, they wouldn't see their arm. Um, so there are mind um, tricks. It's, it's hypnosis, but I call it a mind trick because it's temporary, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when people are barking like a dog, they aren't going to go back out into their life and bark like a dog or else we'd have a lot of people walking around in the world barking like dogs, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, they um, are able to get these like uh, short-term, really great results up on stage. But you know, when somebody comes in to see me, they want something long-term, like to become a non-smoker for the rest of their life. So it's a completely different. Uh, it's not a completely different. Like hypnosis is a relaxed mind technique that allows the unconscious mind to be more open to ideas of change. So you know, it's all hypnosis, but. Um, what they're doing is very focused in one way and what I'm doing is focused in a different way. So what is a trance? Like when you say that, what does that mean and what is the unconscious? Well, the unconscious mind, okay, so there's there's different parts of the mind, right? And and the rational willpower brain, the neocortex, that's the part of the brain, the frontal lobe, um, that's the that's the human brain, that's the smart brain, that's the part that says, you know, I shouldn't be smoking or I should not be eating sugar or whatever. That's the part that, you know, like when I work with weight, most of my clients are incredibly intelligent people like yourself that know, you you. know, highly functioning. (laughs) They aren't freaks or weirdos. I mean, some of them are, and they are some of my favorite (laughs) clients, but, you know, (laughs) gypsies, tramps, and thieves. But they are um, really smart, and they know a lot about food, right? They could write their own diet books and have people lose weight, but they, but there's a disconnect between what their conscious mind knows and what their, their deeper brain is doing, right? So, so if we have to look at the reptilian brain, Mm -hmm. which is the part of the brain, like when I 
So like, let's say I'm somebody who's struggling with my weight and I come home every night and I open the cupboard and I reach for the crackers and the cheese and a glass of wine and I go sit in front of the TV yep. that's my and night. I start eating this. That's it. How'd you know? That's exactly what I'll be doing later. That's, that's every night. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. What's on Netflix? Uh, <laughs> now, now, Christine, yeah. I demand you tonight. You will go home. You'll support a glass of water. You will have... Some carrot sticks and celery, and you'll never, you don't even know what crackers are. Of course. Um, <laughs> of course. But, no, so, but if they're doing that, their brain is caught in this thing called a habit, right? And a habit is cue, routine, and reward, right? And what the brain has learned to do through evolution is we do that, and our brain gets excited, like, oh, this cheese tastes great, and the crackers, and this really works for me because I'm in front of the TV, and I'm not working anymore, and I'm numbing my mind, and Ooh, I like you. You know, so the one part of the brain is like, me like you this, this is great, this is cool. Even though this the conscious part of your mind is like horrified because it's like, look at all those calories you ate. We're not supposed to eat saturated fat. You know, uh, my my diet guru, my diet guru said no dairy. But so there's a part of us that's horrified, but the part of us that is habituated to do that is just pulled into it. It's and we get so agitated to do it because the habit is um, agitating. Um, it pulls us into what you would call this, you know, sort of this trance, which is the the it's the deeper brain demanding that this habit be played out. So, like when we're driving a car across the country, right? You know, we do it so mindlessly. You think about learning to drive a car; it really takes a lot of concentration because there's so many skills involved mm-hmm. in driving, but once you know how to drive, you can do so pretty mindlessly, and especially like when you're going a long distance, you know, uh, you go on autopilot, right? And so um, that's called highway hypnosis. So you are literally in a trance state because you're just allowing all those automatic behaviors to play out without even thinking about it. And if you think about it, most of our life is a habit. Mm-hmm. You know, the way we talk to our spouse is a habit. Um, the way we, you know, all the, the little things that add up to our doing a day, there's really not a lot of conscious behavior going on in most people's so days. So true. And that's, that's why we elected, you know, George W. Bush. That's right. why we, you know. Trump. Trump's coming this. too, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, you know, like that's, that's, we're kind of all in a waking trance. So, um, you know, the more, the bigger question is like, when are we mindful and awake and alert? And, you know, it, it, and usually that's the more, more waking, the earlier in the day we have more willpower because we're, our brain is fresh. And, um, as we get to four or five o'clock in the afternoon, that's when our willpower is, our willpower is pulled away by people, um, uh, demands on the day, the mind getting stimulated, which, you know, is usually like work or, interacting with other people. So by four or five o'clock, we have zero impulse control. And that's why most people have really harder evenings as far as negative behaviors than earlier in the day when they tend to be more well-behaved. Hmm. That's so true. Did so, I answer your question? Yeah, I hope I did. you did totally. So, so you're saying basically like you have these shitty habits that you've just developed over your wires get crossed somehow. Yeah. Right? And your, and your brain actually thinks they help you, you know, like when people smoke, and they associate that cigarette with a break, the, the, the brain says, oh, you know, when the cigarette is present, I'm outside, you know, taking a break. I'm not with my stupid boss, and I'm not with my horrible coworkers, and that's pretty good. <laughs> so so, so you're, you're, what you do is, like, you kind of make the – you rewire the brain, in essence. So – so you rewire, let's say, instead of me wanting to eat cheese and crackers, could you rewire me to want to eat broccoli and run? Yeah. Right? Yes, yes. So there's 12, so to break it down more specifically, 12% of your mind is the conscious, critical, analytical part of the mind, and that's the part of the mind that wants to eat broccoli and run. The other 88% wants to eat cheese, drink wine, and just chill out. And yeah. so what happens is... um in hypnosis, there's what happens is over. Uh, there's a critical filter that develops. Um, so, if we were looking at a diagram and you know at a circle, and uh, you know the small sliver at one end was the um, conscious mind, and then there was a, a like sort of a thick band between that and the the other 
part of the circle, um, that would be the filter that sort of separates the conscious and the unconscious mind. So when I give, you know, when you say to yourself, well, I'm going to come home tonight and eat broccoli and go for a run, right? You're really just talking to that 12%. Oh, no. The other 88% has not even heard it. It just <laughs> It's just like counting how many crackers are in the cupboard and thinking about the uh, Chardonnay in the fridge. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, baby, that's what we're going to do. And so uh, what hypnosis does is it actually relaxes that critical filter. So suggestions can be given and they can go into that deeper part of the brain and start to... And what I really focus people on is what they're going to do versus what they're yes. not going to do, right? So like yes. we would never say to your brain, you're not going to eat cheese and crackers. We're going right. to say you're looking, you're really excited about going home and putting on your shoes and going for a run and then coming home and steaming that broccoli <laughs> and melting a bunch of cheese and drinking your shark. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But do, you, but do you know what I mean? So because when you, you the brain doesn't process negatives, so yes. you should never ever say don't do the, you know, like, I'm not going to go to McDonald's. Your brain hears I'm going to go to McDonald's. Right. Like, you, I've noticed that when, when we did smoking, you said mm-hmm. you are now a non-smoker. Correct. Which is not saying, it's a, that's a different way of, than then saying, you're not, you're not smoking anymore. I am, right. an, I am an active non-smoker. That's really an yeah. interesting, you're right, because the brain doesn't register the negative versus Right? Like it just, all it yeah, hears is it the doesn't. McDonald's. It doesn't. It, it's so, yeah. So like when I just, you know, got off the phone with somebody who I'm going to see on Saturday and his whole thing was he only really smokes when he drinks, right? So when he drinks, his brain's like, I need a cigarette. I need a cigarette. I need a cigarette. Right? And so I, um, I said to him, you know, the brain doesn't like you because the brain thinks cigarettes are the greatest thing when you're having a drink. Like right now, his deeper brain thinks, wow, you know, cigarette and alcohol, they just go together. Yeah. And uh, um, I know did. you're so excited. <laughs> they did. I can't wait to get off the phone and go have a no. light it one up. No, it's been drink se- a martini. No, Rita, it's been seven. No, it's been since I w- I, it's been almost 10 years. I haven't smoked. Yeah, I've been a non-smoker. that's amazing. And that, that was so cool. One time that. with you. One shot. I know. I one know. Shot. Well, I mean, that's all it takes because the brain. So, w- so check this out. Yes. All the brain needs to do is make that one decision. Done. Moving on. Like the brain is so set up to is is if you think about any big decision you've ever made in your life, like buying a car. Should I buy the red car, or the black car, the red car, or the black car? There was a second where your brain said, "We're going to buy the red car." And in that second, it was not about the black car anymore. It was about the red car. Mm. So what I'm really focusing people on is the red car. Like, you want to be a non-smoker. Mm-hmm. You want to be free. You want to be cool. You want to have your power. And the brain, you get the brain excited. Oh, yeah, that's what I want. And, and so it's like when you break up with an old boyfriend, you know, if you keep his number, you know, if you're trying not to call him, all you're doing is thinking about him. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, I'm moving on, I can't wait to be free and single, then your mind is excited and moving forward towards that. So mm-hmm. it really is a relationship we have with food. We have a relationship with cigarettes. And we're really shifting that relationship into, you know, you're having a relationship with yourself in a more powerful way. And really the root of all change is getting yourself excited about who you're going to be when that, you know, like I really look at, as human beings, we just want to evolve, right? Like I wanted to, you just had a baby, right? And we were talking Mm -hmm. about before we got on the phone, like being a new mom and, you know, you just want to be a great mom. You just want to evolve. And in that relationship, we don't realize that when we have a baby, but it's a relationship with ourselves. Yes, it is. And your own neuroses and your own thoughts. Yeah. And, 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 and and there's a really powerful relationship with yourself that you evolve into as a mom, but it it is it takes it's new. And then, you know, when we become a non smoker, it's a really powerful relationship with ourselves because we're really learning to truly take care of ourselves instead of going to the cigarette when we're stressed or when we're bored or when with a cup of coffee. And when you focus people on that that is really all we want as human beings is to have powerful relationships with ourselves and, you know, and to feel connected and uh, to ourselves and other people. And, and the things that get in our way, like, you know, um, eating, you know, or drinking wine or eating too much food or smoking cigarettes or whatever, get in the way of our, you know, 
evolution, so to speak. So, you know, really looking at uh, getting the brain, uh, the bigger brain, because, you know, our deep mind really does want to survive, but it really does want to be connected and, and to feel free. So when you appeal to that deeper brain in a particular sort of way and get it all excited, then people are ready to like, okay, yes, I want to be a non-smoker. I want to make that decision. So in a session, they can do that. With food, it's a little different because we are so, you know, it's a different relationship. It's a deeper relationship with food, uh, you know, and and other things, but but it definitely can be circumvented. But, you know, it's, it's just a different process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed when I did the weight stuff that you're replacing the the bad eating with positive things. Like it's you're right. going to take a dance class or you're going to start yeah. you're imagining yourself in the mirror, you know, wearing the jeans that you want to get into. Right. So there's always yeah. you're replacing it with a positive goal and that's um that's so so what's interesting about what what this process is, what you do is that as a person doing this, you have to be willing to lose the fear of letting go of your bad habit. Cause there's also that component to this is like, yeah, I'm giving yeah. up my best friend. Like, well, what do I do yeah. now? I can't smoke or I can't overeat. Right. Now what? Yeah. And, and a lot of my job is again, to be that, um, bridge from, uh, what you're saying. Like a lot of people say, well, smoking is my best friend, but it's, it's, so when we start talking about that, we really recognize that you are your best friend, but smoking often gives you that moment to connect to yourself that the rest of your day doesn't. Mm. So we start to really look at that relationship and start to see how you need to give yourself those moments without the cigarette, right? So I'm helping people remove their fear by seeing that, that there is nothing to fear. We give a lot, you know, from the moment we start smoking, we start giving our power to the cigarette. Oh, I need a cigarette in order to have a break. Oh, I need a cigarette in order to relax. I need a cigarette in order to have fun or be cool or whatever it is. And and we give a hell of a lot of our power away to this thing that really ultimately oh God. doesn't have any. And so, uh, the the you know, a lot of like with weight, people often, like you were saying, having that vision of yourself at your ideal weight or wearing your jeans is really important because most of the time when we struggle with our weight, we're so much in pain about being overweight that we don't even focus on what we want. We're focusing on what we don't want. Like, yes. I don't want to be fat. Yes. I, I don't want to be eating cheese at midnight, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so the brain that doesn't, it's just not good operating instructions for the brain, you know? So we really have to look at the brain as an entity. We have to stop taking it personally. I, so many people just have so much guilt around smoking and around food and everything, but it's just the brain, the way the brain is. And once you kind of get that and get it's not nothing personal, hmm. you know, when people call me and they're like, my, my wife just doesn't understand, you know, why I smoke a pack a day and can you explain <laughs> it? You know, it's just like, it's right. just, you know, it's a luck of the draw. You, okay, you got used to smoking 20 cigarettes a day, but you know, so it's, it's, it's fascinating. And that's why it goes, you know, like hypnosis seems like this thing, like you do and, you know, you wave my, my, one of my best friends always called it shaking the monkey paw. He called it. He was like, Oh, you're going to shake the monkey paw today, Rita? <laughs> I was like, Huh? What? What monkey paw? But, you know, I, I really see my job as, um, kind of being a, a, a mental Sherpa and helping people over the Everest of their, whatever their thing is, but that they're really the powerful person. And I'm just there helping them learn to use their mind more effectively. And in a a relaxed state, getting them to make that deep decision. Yes, I am done. I'm a non-smoker. Yes, I am a weight master. I'm going to master my weight and and take care of myself in a deeper way than using food. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's why I love what I do is, is because I get to see how powerful people are everyday people like yourself no <laughs> and i that hypno i'm so glad we did hypno birthing because i had a c-section um scheduled and lo and behold on the day of my c-section i went into labor and i had taken no, no classes way. yeah did i not tell you that yeah i went into labor no way. the day oh, thank, 
The so dick. tell me what happened. So, <laughs> so quick, tell me what happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm so, sure you uh, have your listeners heard this story. A little bit, yeah. I talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but so it's like I had it for December 14th on the books for a while. They told me I probably wouldn't be able to have an, a natural whatever right. delivery. And two in the morning on that day, I'm in bed and the contractions start. And they're oh. not like. You know how they say, oh, early labor lasts forever. Yeah. You can do bullshit. Mine started five minutes <laughs> apart. And we go to the hospital. And then two hours later, my water broke. And my doctor was oh. like, well, you're going to have this thing, you know, the old-fashioned way. And Oh, my God. But were I was you freaking? Looking. Were you, like, thinking, shit, <laughs> I wanted a C-section? Or were you glad? Well, here's why I wasn't freaked. Because I had done my hypnobirthing with you. Oh. No, it's true. And because I... What you taught me is to kind of like what we're talking about is I had so much fear surrounding natural childbirth. I had watched right. those videos on YouTube and just start crying because I was like, I mm. can't do this. But I think like what what I took from what we did together is you made it positive and you helped me see the long term goal, which was like seeing my son Ellis as an adult. You know, like there's a purpose to this pain. It's not just right. like needless suffering. And also, like, the idea of allowing my body to open up, I kept thinking about that when I was mm. in labor, and mm. that really, really, really helped. Like, you helped calm me down and, and help me go inside of myself and be mm. calm, as opposed to yeah. freaking and panicking, because that does not help when you're in labor. You have to go right. inside, I think, right. anyway. Yeah, but, it was yeah. a deep journey inside, yes. absolutely. Ooh, and well, drugs. Well, good for you. I didn't know that. That is so yeah. amazing. So did you have <laughs> drugs? Did oh. you at least get some drugs out oh. of this, or did... Of course. No? Of course I did. Are you crazy? Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, no, good. I don't. I Listen, I wanted them to put me out, give me the C-section, <laughs> and then wake me up with a baby in my arms. I wanted to go 1950s, and they thought I was crazy. But Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I don't know why they stopped doing that to women. Why? What's this horse shit about wanting to feel everything? I said, no, I got drugs the moment I could. And it was Good. fantastic. And the epidural, oh. yeah, all of it. And I didn't feel much. It was great, except for yeah, the very end. Yeah. You feel the very oh. end. God, but. I felt like the guy who came in with the epidural for me, he was <laughs> like, I just said, you are my hero. Yeah. I've never been so happy to see somebody. Uh, get, all, get all the help you can. I don't, I don't, there's no need to suffer, you know. I don't yeah, know. Absolutely. It's just not for me, suffering. Um, so, I think they're going to yeah. go back to waking you up and just giving Please. you a martini and the baby wrapped Please. in a little blanket. Girl, and, I, <laughs> and then they give you the baby in the hospital room right after you birth, and then now the baby's with you. I'm like, take it away, like old school. Take it away from <laughs> For two days, let me sleep and then bring it back. I don't want it now. I'm tired. <laughs> I hate it. I hate that they hand it to you right away. Ugh, the worst. <laughs> Ugh. So listen, I, what, what, what can you treat with hypnotherapy? What, what ailments? What can I personally treat or, or what just... can people treat? Because I'm a, kind of a specialist, but, I, but well, hypnotherapy can treat lots of things. I mean, uh, you name it, there's probably a hypnotherapy. A hypnotherapeutic process that goes with it, like um, it definitely phobias, fears. I've helped people with fear of flying, or um, I work a lot with actors actually, and the um, auditioning process because Ooh, a lot of yeah. actors get super scared, and so you know they're really talented, but they're just getting uh, freaked out because their brain sort of goes into fight or flight when they walk into the casting room. So I, I do because I'm in LA. I do help actors with that. I've been helping. Uh, at an acting school, actually, with that as well. But um, uh, generally, um, you can help, you can use hypnosis for pain management. Uh, I'm not a specialist in that, but that certainly can be done. People will go and have hypnosis for for medical procedures, like instead of uh, using Novocaine. And again, I don't get nope. that. Like, I go, nope. give me the Novocaine. Yeah, fuck, no. <laughs> I don't, like, nope. don't give me hypnosis. But mm. but some people will do that, and that's super cool. Uh, and, and even surgery has been done with somebody, like, under hypnosis, and they've cut the person open, and they have no pain. <sighs> Um, which crazy. is kind of crazy. And, and I really, um, I, you know, as soon as I feel like I've mastered uh, the current, I'm, I'm finishing writing a book. So I feel like as soon as I'm done writing my book, I will, I want to learn more about pain management because that is very intriguing to me. But you can use pain, um, hypnosis for uh, relax, well, obviously, um, you know, uh, sleep, um, phobias, um, you know, even getting over somebody. Uh, really? Uh, like heartbreak? Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah, heartbreak. Wow. And P 
people um, often will look at uh, for hypnosis for like uh, ticks, like um, uh, even you know putting up with an annoying boss. I've worked with people mm-hmm. doing you know like putting up with mean people and just being really and I, I mean I think the best thing in self hypnosis is really in just improving your relationship with yourself, you know, because a lot of, if you think of, we have 80,000 thoughts going through our mind a day, and for a lot of people, a lot of those are negative thoughts. And so you can so improve the quality of your life just by learning to watch your thoughts and intercept them and start to train them into nicer thoughts, you know, about your body, um, about your skills and ability in life. Um, You know, I completely transformed my inner speak, you know, because like I said, I I came like, you know, when before I did hypnosis and for my own stuff, I had a super negative self-speak. I had super shy, super screwed up, depression, all that stuff. And, you know, I, and by changing the way I talk to myself, um, just the quality of my life, just improved so immensely and without drugs, which is super great, even though as we're talking about drugs, I'm thinking, well, <laughs> now maybe I should add drugs. I know. <laughs> but, yeah. Now, can you treat um, depression and anxiety? Because those are the two things people email me about constantly. Yeah. Um, I am, I've been working with people and some anxiety. I'm not, I would not say that I'm um, a master uh, you know, like I don't feel like I'm a specialist with depression, uh, but there are people who are really uh, talented in that area. And so, if any of your listeners uh, want to contact or email me, um, I can refer them, or at least refer them to a referral source. Uh, if they if if they want to find somebody that's um, good, you can. I think Yelp is a pretty good. Um, you know, Yelp for hypnotherapists in your area because then you'll see reviews from other people and you'll get a gist of uh, what that person's skill set is as far as like if you go on like to hypnotherapists in L.A., you'll see other hypnotherapists who are like, oh, you helped me with my depression or my anxiety or my sleep or whatever. And and you can go by those reviews. I think those are pretty helpful. Um, but you can also call your local, I mean, not local, but like the American Hypnotherapy um, Association. You can go to a board, you know, like a, a hypnotherapy board. And there's usually a local, like a Western region, an Eastern region, Central region, um, or if you're overseas, international. Um, and uh, they will refer you to somebody in your area that's a specialist in whatever you are looking for help in. And if people want to see you, what are your specialties and what is your email so that they can uh, email you? Um, sure. Uh, well, I am a smoking cessation specialist for sure. I am a weight management specialist for sure. Um, I do help performers and CEOs and people who have to do, I do work with people with a lot of public speaking, um, you know, and just having to, um, you know, get up in front of audiences or just really be their best, to be in their best game. Dude, like I should have... It- I should have seen you years ago for that. I had no idea. I would have. Well, because you were already amazing. No, I was never not. <laughs> it took me. It took me seven years to not have violent diarrhea before every show. I should have just come to you. That would have saved seven years. But of that torture. violent diarrhea made you the person you were today. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my gosh. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I wish I knew. Now I know. Um, so okay. So yeah, you never I, shared the violent diarrhea with I me. I should have. Damn it. <laughs> I, Fuck. Okay. I I'm and I am a violent diarrhea specialist. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, and the other thing that I work with is um, and then I do work a little bit with anxiety and sleep and you know flying, but but primarily um, those those the smoking, the weight, the the performance are the ones that I feel like I'm really strong in and um but I'm happy to talk you know or or email or talk you know if you have a question and if if I feel like I can help you I will if I don't feel like I'm good or would be a good fit for you then I do have a handful of people I refer people to nice I wanted to, I met oh, this and my yes, website I'm yes, sorry I have to um www.maketheshiftnow.com that's maketheshiftnow.com and that is my smoking cessation site and there's a video of me talking about what I do on there and then my weight management site is 
shiftweightmastery.com. Okay. That's awesome. And I, I encourage anybody listening. Um, I, you know, I met this girl one time in like Iowa who was smoking and I wanted her to see you so badly, Rita. And oh, I remember you emailing yeah. me about that. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, so fly crazy. to LA, go see Rita Black. She will cure you of your, your smoking. Cause she desperately wanted to quit and she couldn't find anybody in her area. And that's true. Some people live in areas that it's so, that's yeah. so remote. So could somebody see you via Skype? Like, could you yes. do something like that? Yes, okay. I have helped people stop smoking um, remotely. So, yes, okay. I, I could do that as well. Thank God. So, yeah, thank you so much, Rita. I know you have to go. We we both have we both have children. How weird is that yes. to say? Isn't oh. that crazy? Oh, my gosh. And and you've got one that demands more than mine, although, you know, because <laughs> I just put them in a closet now that they're older. <laughs> that, no, that's what I do. I created my baby before I came here. Isn't that what you're supposed to do with the dogs? Oh, my gosh. Oh, we sound horrible. No, I'm no. It's this, this totally normal. This is this is a healthy, positive change. <laughs> oh I just gosh. hypnotize them and make them think that they're my maids, and then there I make you, them clean my house. There you go. See, <laughs> do you have, you, have you ever used hypnosis sneakily on, um, on your husband or anybody you can't really do that right because you have to ask permission you ask me i wish oh my god i wish i could do that on my husband but i have helped him because he's a professor so i've helped him he's had to be evaluated so and i've helped my kids too but it never it never works for the stuff they don't want to do like clean the house or right you know be better people it's always just, <laughs> be better you know, people. more it's, it's like you have to want the change for it to exactly work. you do yeah. you can't be made yeah. to do something you no. don't want to do unfortunately for some and that's so true with the smoking stuff with with mm-hmm. me i wanted to quit so badly i think too like that's mm-hmm. that's a key and same with weight loss or anything else you have to really want it you should yeah she can't rita can't you know force you to quit something so, yeah, no, 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 you can't. You gotta be so. in it to win it. All right, well, thank you so much, Rita. I really thank appreciate you. you taking the time to do this. And uh, Rita Black, you guys, make the shift now.com. Uh, email her. What was your email address? Yeah, make the shift now.com or shiftweightmastery.com. And then how to be. What's your email? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Rita. Rita at make the shift now.com. R I T A at make the shift now.com or Rita at shiftweightmastery.com. Okay. So she Email can refer, me, say hi. Yeah. And she can refer you to someone and I guess if she can yeah, help. Yeah. All I right. Will. Well, thank you so much, Rita. Let's get our thank kids out you. of our crates. And one, two, three, you can wake up now. Okay. <laughs> Wide awake, ready to get on with your day. Refreshed and ready to go. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Christine. All right. Take great care. to speak with you. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. So, there you go. There is my hypnotherapist. Uh, Miss Rita Black, uh, what a neat, what a neat profession. What a neat lady, huh? I know I probably sound like I'm doing a commercial for her, but I kind of was cause she, um, really, really, really has helped me tremendously in my life. And I thought I would share her with you guys. No pressure, obviously to see her. You can see whoever the fuck you want. Uh, but she can refer you to someone in your neighborhood if you can't see her. But yeah, I mean, talk about a wonderful tool. Because the mind, like we were, I was saying earlier, is, is so powerful and so scary. You're, it's the lens through which you see everything, right? So you may as well clean house and get your mind right. I wonder why our minds get, uh, why the wires get crossed in the first place. I, I should have asked for that. Uh, I'm assuming just because it's like the easy way, right? It's so much easier just to eat cheese uh, than to overhaul, what is it? There's a 12% of your brain that's like rational, and then the rest of it is just your dopey brain that wants to do what feels lazy and comfortable. <laughs> I think that's the most interesting part of that phone call is that humans are inherently lazy shitbirds who just want to sit on the couch and do nothing. Isn't that true? I think that's why high achievers are so revered. Like, <laughs> you know, there's just a f- small percentage of humans that actually do anything worth a shit on this planet. You know, now that I've made a person, every time I look at somebody, I think to myself, like, do you realize how much work went into you? Like, just creating a you. Some woman had to carry you around in her body for nine months, and then you came into the world helpless as fuck. You know, a diaper changes every hour, constant feedings and burpings and cryings. And for what? What the fuck have you done with your life? Most of us 
are completely useless human beings, undeserving of the amount of effort it took for a woman to usher you into this world. Seriously, maybe a handful of us on the planet are worth a shit. Uh, and I'm talking about the high achievers. I'm talking about like Nobel laureates, uh, geniuses, you know, like David Bowie's, that guy's gone. Talk about a genius level musician. Uh, presidents, not all of them great. People that have beaten the odds, like a Barack Obama or, a, or an Oprah Winfrey. You know what I'm saying? People that have done shit with their lives. Not people like me. <laughs> Perfectly content to sit on my couch and drink wine and eat cheese. That sounds so good. And I really can't do that entirely yet because I'm breastfeeding. God damn it. Why does that sound so good all the time? Ugh, I could weigh 500 pounds easily. Easily, easily. I got to listen to my hypnosis stuff with Rita. I got to do my weight stuff again. God damn it. <sighs> Anyways, that's been it, bro. That's been deep. And um, I hope this conversation with with Miss Black helps you. And um, it's it's a, hypnosis is just a great tool. You may as well use all the tools available to you in this life to get through it. And if you've got shitty thoughts or shitty habits that you are desperate to to change, I cannot recommend hypnotherapy enough. Uh, also, there's on iTunes, I think I've mentioned her before. Let me see her last name. Her name is Anna. Hold on. I, I find this one. Oh, Anna Thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. She's on iTunes. She has these hypnosis um, albums, like, of everything, on everything, on, like, self-esteem, stop chewing your nails, stop overeating. Um, they're, like, excuse me, albums you can download and just listen to. Uh I kind of prefer to see a hypnotherapist just because they can tailor it to whatever your particular issues are, which is what Rita did for me. Like she'll talk to you and figure out what the root of your problems are. But if you can't see a hypnotherapist, Anna Thompson is great on iTunes for every conceivable human ailment. You can listen to these, uh, these CDs and they help dudes. Yeah, man. God, mine's powerful. All right, guys, uh, that's been deep, bro. Thank you f- so much for listening. Go to my Amazon banner, um, that's deepbropodcast.com. Click on the banner, do your shopping as you normally would. Kicks back a few uh, dimes to my show. Follow me on Twitter at Christina P, Instagram, uh, Christina P A Z. All right, I got to go home. I have somebody that needs to feed off my bosoms. All right, guys, I love you. I love you. Philosophize with Yeah, it's Christina P, aka Miss Jeans. This ain't your mom's house. It's a different theme. Gotta be critically thinking. Like you caught up at a cocktail party, our thoughts start to sink in. John Locke. Or was it Socrates, Aristotle or Plato, maybe Hippocrates Got us talking all properly, topically Just a comedian discussing these philosophies Serious questions, silly people What's that? That's deep, bro It is the ultimate metaphor for life, and you know what that is? What? That's deep, bro That's deep, bro